So this week we're going to dive into a crypto project that on the surface seems quite hilarious and completely ridiculous, which it is, but also it's uh, really interesting and it's quite a good insight of what is happening and what is to come. The game is called Zed Run and it's an NFT project where you can essentially own a digital crypto horse which you can race for money um, and you can even breed it to create digital offspring of crypto horses. That is a ridiculous sentence in itself, but I'm going to explain it a little bit more. So uh, first of all, this podcast assumes a little bit that you know what an NFT is. Uh, If not, I'll recap quickly, uh, but you can also Google this for a bit of a better understanding. But very quickly, what is an NFT? So NFT stands for non-fungible token. So essentially, this is a digital file. So that could be a picture, um, a video, an in-game wearable. So like a skin in a video game. And that file is stored publicly on a blockchain. Now, because it's stored on a blockchain for everyone to see, uh, you can prove who created that file, who now owns it, potentially that it is unique if it's the only one and scarce, and therefore it can have real value. So to make it all a bit simpler, um, if you think about um, a famous art piece, right? So the Mona Lisa. Now that is really valuable, partly because you can prove that the Mona Lisa was created by one of the most famous artists in the world, Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, The one in the Louvre in France is the original Mona Lisa and there's only one of them. So that is partly what makes the Mona Lisa so valuable, right? It's the only one, it's the original. NFTs are basically the digital version of this. So new technology, the blockchain technology means that you can now do this in digital form. So I hope that makes sense. Give it a Google if uh, you need to understand a little bit more about it. So uh, up until now, we've seen quite a few NFT projects happening. Most of them are in the form of digital artwork. So uh, some that have made mainstream headlines. You've probably heard of Beeple, who uh, sold essentially a JPEG image, digital image, for $69 million. Uh, Why? Well, we can now prove that that image was by the artist people who's a really famous digital artist there's only one of it and uh, you can prove kind of who owns it so that was a big story in the mainstream news about nfts other stuff's happened as well so the nba released a platform called nba top shop and this is a bit like a digital collector's game so similar to how you might have pokemon cards in the real world where some might be shiny versions and rarer and whatever uh, these are digital cards online that are video moments so you can collect really famous plays or slam dunk by famous players some are rarer than others and they've done hundreds of millions of dollars of sales online Uh, there's also been other projects so kings of leon the band uh, released a uh, nft project where you could buy digital artwork some of which would unlock a golden ticket in the real world so you'd have front row seats to kings of leon shows forevermore so this stuff is happening and a few of these projects have happened but the one we're going to talk about today i think is the most fun the most ridiculous and uh, just quite cool project that i've seen and it's called Zed Run, as we've said. So essentially, you can go on the website, Zed.run, and sign up to get your own free digital stable. So to do this, you need a MetaMask wallet, which is a Chrome plugin. You can just get it from the Chrome store. And that is basically a crypto wallet. So you can send and receive cryptocurrency. And it's where your horses are kind of kept on the blockchain. So once you've signed up for your free uh, crypto horse stable, so many ridiculous words. Uh, then if you want to, you can buy your first crypto horse. 
Now you can do this in one of two ways, but really the best way to do it is to buy a horse from one of the official drops that the website does. So they do these every few months. There's been, I think, a couple already. And you need to load up your MetaMask wallet with Ethereum, Ether to buy uh, one of the horses. You have to um, turn up at the time of a drop, a bit like if it was a um, famous trainer drop or whatever. And if you're quick enough, then you can buy one of these horses. Now, the maddest part of all of this is that the horses are um, absolutely not the same. They, in fact, all have their own kind of digital DNA makeup. So they can come from different bloodlines. They have their own uh, DNA for potentially from their parents, uh, which affects their performance stats. So a lot like in the real world, you can breed a well-performing horse with another well-performing horse to create an offspring that will probably be good at horse racing. This is all built into this digital platform. So uh, I know it's quite a lot of information to take up, but the website is z.run, so it might be worth getting this up as, as I speak and you can kind of make sense of it as I go through. Uh, but essentially, uh, we'll break it down. So there are four bloodlines that your horses can be. So uh, in order of the rarest and on paper, the best performing bloodlines, uh, at the top, you've got Nakamoto. The next best performing bloodline are Sasbo. Then you've got Finny, and then you've got Buterin. The names don't really matter, but just so we can talk about them a bit more. So as I say, the rarest and on paper the best performing genetic makeup is a Nakamoto bloodline. Now, each of the horses get given a genotype. Not to confuse things too much, but for example, a Nakamoto can either be a Z1 or a Z2. And uh, they are, on paper, the best performing horses. You would then go down to the next bloodline, the Sazabo, which can either be a Z3 or a Z4. Uh, then it's a Finny which could be a Z5, Z6, or Z7. And finally, a Buterin, that could be a Z8, Z9, or Z10. So on average, a Nakamoto Z1 will perform better than all of the other horses, although much like in the real world, that isn't guaranteed as we'll get into as we kind of learn a little bit more. So all of those horses that I've mentioned, those four bloodlines and Z1 to Z10s, um, are what are known as Genesis horses. So they can only be bought via the official said run website drops which is why uh, those drops are the best places to get horses really so at the last drop a nakamoto z1 so on paper the sort of best performing type of horse they were selling for about seventeen thousand dollars each which sounds pretty crazy uh there'll also only ever be one thousand of those types of horses ever made which keeps them quite rare and that keeps their value up i think so far 750 have been sold so there'll likely be another drop quite soon where you'll be able to pick up one of those if you were going to do that but obviously that's quite crazy the good thing is that it's not as simple as the most expensive horses i.e the nakamoto z1s are therefore the best performing horses by default that'd be not a very good game because whoever had the most money would just win all the time the algorithm is actually really realistic so it works in a similar way to real life horse racing or to kind of sports picks as well so random example and my football knowledge isn't amazing i'm not gonna pretend it is but you can imagine the Nakamoto bloodline, for example, as the Messi bloodline, Lionel Messi, right? Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi, whatever. So if you were to buy a Nakamoto Z1 from the drop on this website, it would be a bit like buying Lionel Messi's brother, right? Very likely to be good at football because part of the same family, but not necessarily as good as Lionel Messi. You'd have to wait to find out um, because his DNA genetic makeup is going to be slightly different. So he could he could be better or he could be worse. You just have to find out over time. But your odds of a Messi performing well 
are much higher. They're not guaranteed, but they are higher because he's from that family. Um, and it's quite unlikely that a Messi or a Nakamoto uh, would turn out to be really bad at football or bad at running races, right? Because it's it's got that same DNA. Alternatively, though, you could gamble on a lower tier Genesis horse. So something like we mentioned, one of those four bloodlines, a Buterin Z9, for example, which is further down the list. And probably the comparison for football would be um, like buying a quite promising youth player. They might turn out to be the next best player in the world, legitimately. Um, more likely than not, they'll probably fall somewhere in the middle. They might be quite average. The odds are stacked more against you of getting you know, one of the best players in the world, but you might do. And actually, the best performing horse on the platform isn't a Nakamoto Z1. It's, uh, I think it's a Finney Z4, something kind of a little bit further down that just happens to have the right makeup and is amazing. All of this gets even more interesting when you get to breeding bloodlines and creating offspring, which you can do i.e. if you bred a Messi with the Neymar, what would you produce then? Um, but we'll get into all of that a little bit later on. Also, if you don't manage to get a horse from one of the official drops, one of the Genesis horses, there is a secondary marketplace. So uh, the most common one is OpenSea.io, if you search for Zed Run horses. And that's where you'll be able to buy either a horse that someone has won in that drop or one of their offspring. So if we pause there for a second and instead look at the races for a minute. So this is obviously a big part of the game. Uh, when you have a horse, uh, you can enter it into a race. Now, there's six tiers of races available and you can go on the website z.run to watch these. They happen pretty much all the time. Real people's horses are racing and you can just go and watch a race for free if you want to see how it works. It's quite cool. It's like a sort of futuristic cyber horse race. Uh, now, the six tiers of races are Griffin. And then you've got class one, two, three, four, and five, the top tier being tier five. Uh, that has the highest stakes to enter, but also the highest prizes if you win a tier five race. A little bit like the Premier League versus Championship, League One, League Two, etc. Uh, now, when you buy a brand new horse, every new horse has to race in what's called the Griffin race. Um, and this is basically, it basically decides your initial rating for the horse. So it kind of runs a simulation based on the uh, digital genetic makeup of the horse and gives you a rating. So if you land a bit of a rubbish horse, you'll get a low stat rating from that Griffin race and you'll be best placed to compete in, say, a tier one race. You can race up, so you could try and race in a tier two race, but likely you'll probably lose because you're horse's stats aren't very good uh, on the flip side if your genetic makeup happens to be uh, a really amazing horse you get better stats from that griffin race and you could be able to compete in a, a higher tier race a tier five with bigger prizes now as you race your horse more you gain points for placing in the top three and you also lose points for placing in the bottom three of the pack. So uh, that can help promote or relegate you into different class tiers. So you might start and not perform that well, but over time, maybe your horse will improve and it'll start winning tier one uh, races. And then you'll be able to compete and potentially win maybe a tier two race, that sort of thing. That said, though, it all gets quite interesting because say you've paid for quite an expensive horse and maybe it is competing in tier six, right? The top tier. Well, you've got two options. Like ideally you want that horse to be basically the best on the platform and be winning tier sixes all the time. And then you make a lot of money from those prizes. Uh, or alternatively, um, if it's not going to win the race, you'd actually probably prefer it to lose the tier six races so that it loses a few points, gets relegated, and then is far more competitive in a tier five race and it's more likely to, to win that, right? So instead of becoming middle of the pack in tier six and never winning 
any races and never winning any money, you'd probably prefer it to be a little bit lower and but winning tier five races. So that all gets kind of interesting. It's not quite as simple as the best horses kind of win everything. It depends where you want to be, what league you want to be in, basically. I guess in football, it doesn't quite translate, but is it better to keep winning the championship rather than just be a middle table team in the premiership the whole time and never win anything? Don't know. On top of that, there's also kind of other nuances. So there's also different distance races that your horse might prefer. And some horses prefer different gate numbers when they're running as well. So by racing your horse a lot, you sort of start to get all this data and you can learn what are the best races to enter your horse into for the best chances of winning it. And also you can look at its competitors. Do you want to enter that race if, if that horse is likely to beat you? All that sort of stuff. So all these things are quite good, I think, because it, it stops the game being basically pay to play. So... Uh, the worst thing would be, you know, if you had a lot of money and you bought a really expensive horse and you just kept winning everything all the time. All these things mean that you could buy an expensive horse, but it could turn out to be not that good or it could turn out to be a middle, a middle tier six horse that doesn't really win anything. Or you could buy a less expensive horse that, you know, ends up being amazing or just consistently winning at tier three and actually you make money doing that so all those genetics all that data um and a bit of skill of choosing the right races all kind of contribute to this game which is pretty cool i think uh, so let's also talk about breeding which is another massive part of the game uh, in real life i actually don't really like horse racing which is weird that i'm doing this podcast but apparently if you own a horse winning races is one part of it but actually most owners uh, make more money by breeding their horses so that is kind of built into this crypto version of the game as well so when you own a horse, you can also visit the stud farm. Again, completely ridiculous. Uh, either to find a horse to breed with or you can put your horse up for stud. So if you want to breed with a horse and obviously you kind of check the stats and you're trying to produce the best offspring by breeding two well-performing horses together in your price bracket. Um, if you want to breed with a horse, you pay the owner a fee which they can set. So obviously, if they've got an amazing horse, then lots of people are going to want to breed with it to produce an offspring, so that fee will be higher. Similarly, uh, somebody will pay you a fee to breed with your horse if you've got an awesome horse, and that's what they're after as well. And the offspring that's created will inherit uh, some of the digital DNA from the parent. So that will affect how it performs and how it races and so on and so forth. So a male horse um, can produce seven offspring a month, a female can produce two offspring a month, and the female gets to keep the new horses and name them. So on paper, you think, oh, it'd be much better to have a female horse because obviously you get the offspring and then you can race them or you could sell them. Um, but also, if you have an amazing uh, male horse, then people will pay you quite a lot of money to breed with that. So it sort of depends what they're after and uh, what kind of horse you have as well. Uh, the generations then of the offspring are then determined by what you're breeding. So in theory, if you breed a male Nakamoto Z1 with a female Nakamoto Z2, you'd end up with a Nakamoto Z3 horse, which can then go on to be go on to compete or be sold or whatever you like. So the generations kind of add the numbers together. So when you're looking at a horse, if you were going to buy one, you can see uh, kind of its bloodline and what generation it is. So how diluted is that bloodline generations later, which is all obviously quite mad. On top of that, there's also coat colours, which are really a rarity aspect at the minute because the game's quite new. People don't know whether coat colours really affects performance at all. Um, but some coat colours are more rare than others. So some people might be breeding horses for performance to try and win races. But other people might be just breeding horses to get the rarest version they can. And then they have, you know, their crypto horse that's really rare that might sell for a lot of money or go up in value over time, especially because the game is quite early. 
so yes, yeah, so that's kind of a, a little overview of uh, Zed Run. Um, as always, do your own research. Um, none of this is financial advice. If you were going to look at this, um, anything could happen with this game. Obviously, the company could you know decide one day that they don't want to do it anymore, and then if you've spent a load of money on a horse, it could basically become pretty pretty worthless. So you know, all of this comes with um, a bit of caution. But just as an insight to what is happening into the world, it's pretty crazy. It's quite cool to just go and have a little look at Zed.run is the website. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll look at more um, parts of uh, the metaverse, other crypto projects that are going on as the podcasts go on. Uh, But yeah, hope you enjoyed this one and see you for the next one.